With us today is Congressman Peter King, and uh, he is one common sense guy, and uh, he's been in Congress for 28 years in New Yorker all his life. His, his father was a police officer, and he is very, very much concerned about what's going on in New York and what's going on with law and order. Congressman King, tell us uh, about your concerns and what keeps you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, John, as you say, you know, you and I both grew up in New York City. I grew up in Queens, went to uh, high school in Brooklyn, worked in Manhattan, went to college in Brooklyn. And I lived on the subways. We were constantly trains back and forth. And, you know, maybe you keep an eye out in case something was happening. But I never recall in all those years hearing any pattern of stabbings or assaults the way we have now. Just in the last week, I've lost track, I think, of at least five, six, seven stabbings, some fatal on the uh, subway system. One uh, assailant last Sunday, uh, he stabbed three women in the legs on on Sunday. Uh, and again, when you look at him, he had a record. He had five prior arrests, one for rape, one for assault, other type uh, crimes he's accused of. He has mental illness. And there's this revolving door, it seems, between uh, asylums or mental care and then people committing crimes. They go into court. They're back out in the street. They're committing more crimes. They don't get the mental uh, uh, health care they need, and it's uh, and again, it's one thing if it was one one act here or there, or an isolated event. They were in the city this big, something's bound to happen. But this is such a pattern, such a repeated pattern, which really struck to me several points. One, about how we have to do more as far as uh, the mentally ill. Secondly, judges should not be putting people back on the street until they believe there's no more capacity for violence and keep them for the maximum sentence if that's what it takes. To keep the you know the crime rate down and, uh, and to protect innocent people, but also it reminded me how many people are willing to look the other way if they saw what happened to Daniel Penny uh, when he uh, was the Good Samaritan several months ago and now is facing 15 years in prison. So uh, it, it appears as if all of the what should be the sensible parts of our society are going in the wrong direction. The police hands are tied. The judges can't give the sentences that they uh, feel should be given. When a person does do the right thing and comes to the defense of innocent people, he ends up uh, you know, being threatened with jail. And you have uh, people with mental illnesses. And it's a terrible thing. I'm not making fun of anyone with mental illness. It must be a terrible situation for them and their families. But they shouldn't be out on the street. And especially if they, after one violent act, a crime, they should be, everything should be done to make sure they're not back in the street until there's a really almost definite chance that the mental illness is either gone or under control or is being adequately treated. Because right now, I mean, I would say to you, John, if it was your son or daughter and they were at high, high school age or uh, your wife at any stage, even though I wouldn't take on Margot anyway, but I'm just saying that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seriously. But, you want to have your wife on, on it's, the train? It's horrible. With those. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why New York City is not opening up. No matter how good they're putting out uh, all kinds of uh, press releases, uh, crime is down, muggings are down, down, down. Nobody believes it because nobody wants to ride in the subways because they don't want to take a chance. I mean, people being thrown off the, oh, you know. Uh, you know, off the uh, stations and and uh, being being thrown in front of cars, being uh, dying uh, dying on the third rail. I mean, people want to feel safe, and New York City will not open up until people feel safe. 
I agree. John, you mentioned pushing people on the uh, off, off the platform. I don't know if I ever heard of that happen until recent years. I mean, maybe there was an occasional bite or something, but now it's almost like it's a pattern that, uh, again, people who have this mental illness or people who are just deranged for whatever reason of uh, stabbing people, pushing them off the, off the platform, on, onto the tracks. These are horrible, horrible crimes. And you're right. I mean, there should be certain areas, certain things, that, certain places where you should feel safe. And the subway system for years was so safe. I mean, it was... Uh, uh, everything was under control. But now, uh, first of all, there's not enough cops. Secondly, when the cops are there, their hands are tied. And now they're even tying the hands of civilians. And, uh, again, I, I just think uh, I know that the uh, mental hospitals, many of them were closed down several years ago. And also we had the, uh, the whole concept of you know, releasing back into society as many mental patients as possible. But the fact is, if they're not ready for, for life, uh, and if they can't be uh, properly surveilled, then you're not doing them or society any good by putting them back on the streets where they can commit violent crimes, really violent, vicious crimes. So, I mean, I, I just can't imagine walking up and down a subway and stabbing stabbing women in, in the legs. One woman apparently almost lost her leg. The cop had to apply a tonica to uh, stop the bleeding. It's uh, it's a terrible situation. Terrible. And... Uh, uh... So what do we have to do? I mean, the, the mayor is going to be mayor for, uh, for uh, what, two more years, three more years? Then the governor is going to be governor for four more years. Does that mean New York dies in the meantime? I mean, San Francisco is dying. Chicago is dying. Is that, yeah. is that the fate that New York is going to be? I would hope not. You know, when you turn on the television on Monday morning and they give the recap of what happened in Chicago, over the weekend, how many people shot? How many people dead? How many kids shot? How many uh, senior citizens attacked? Then you look at San Francisco. It looks like something out of a, a, a bad movie from the 1960s when uh, you know enemy aliens have taken over. Something it looks terrible. People looking like zombies in the streets, and uh, the streets filthy, dirty, and drug use in, in the open. Uh, you know, I had uh, faith in Eric Adams. I had hope for Eric Adams. Put it that way. He was the only Democrat saying the right thing, and he still has done, I mean, at times a good job, but he has to be more consistent. And there's going to, I think it's a real loss that uh, Keyshawn Sewell, the police commissioner, uh, is uh, resigning because you need someone like that, and you need to give that commissioner and, you know, uh, you know the, the right to do it, what he or she has to do to bring security back, uh, back to the streets. You can't keep tying the hands of the cops. You can't still have uh, a state legislature which is refusing to do anything, really anything seriously, to tighten up the bail laws. To uh, and, that, and now they uh, have it that you can bring lawsuits to open up your, uh, your lawful conviction almost whenever you want to. Uh, it's, uh, wow. Uh, aren't these people, or, aren't these state legislators and these people realize what's happening to our cities? There's going to be no city left? I don't know if they're looking the other way. This is a discussion I have with my wife all the time, Rosemary. She says, you know, what are these people looking at? And I said, they must be looking at the world through different eyes. They must be so locked into a progressive ideology that they don't see any of the bad consequences, the many bad consequences that are occurring because of their, you know, their policies. I mean, starting, I guess, several years ago with the bail reform, then the defund the police, then the whole attitude that the, uh, 
cop is wrong unless somehow he proves himself right. And I think the ultimate one was uh, Daniel Penny, going back to that, where you're always telling people, if you see something, do something, step in, help your fellow man. And he did that, and now he's facing 15 years in jail. So it seems like everything is going in the wrong direction. I hate to be negative. I know that the uh, you know, business see. community wants to come back to New York. I, tourism, need tourism. But uh, the more people see this, the more difficult it is to bring people back. Listen, I'm, I'm not moving out of New York. I'm staying in New York. I live in Long Island, work in the city, John. I'm proud to you know, be able to work in somebody like ABC. My whole life has been here. But, you know, I saw my daughter. She moved to North Carolina. Uh, and more and more younger people are moving down south or out west where they feel it's a better opportunity to get a job, pay less taxes. And that's the irony with, you know, with these progressives. One, because their crime policies uh, it's innocent people in the, uh, the most part, innocent people in the uh, low income communities who suffer the most. Everyone suffers, but people in those communities suffer the most. And then other, you know, the business, business people move out, take your tax revenue with them. Businesses close, people lose jobs. It's terrible. Congressman, we stand side by side. Let's try to do this. This uh, November, it's 51 out of 51 uh, city council seats are up. Let's stand side by side and try to make a difference and, and tell them that we want, we want New York back. I'm with you, John. Absolutely. Talk to you again real soon. See you on Monday, and God bless America. Thank you, John. Let's enjoy Sunday. Thank you. Thank you.